With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to week three of the Savage College Football Podcast. I am Kale Wilson, also known as Savage College Football on Instagram. Uh, did and you just I give here. yourself an AKA? Yeah. I think you did. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a problem. Keep rolling. <laughs> All right. Um, and I am here today with... Eric Wilson, the uh, humble co-host of Savage College Football. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, you said co-host. Humble co-host. Wow. That's me. Wow. Okay. All right. So we've got a good show lined up for you. Um, so first thing we're going to talk about is there was lots of shocking stuff that happened in the first week of college football. It's certainly not disappoint. So let's talk about teams that looked awful. Okay. And what better way losers. What better way to start that out with Georgia State versus Tennessee? Holy cow. Honestly, that was one of the most shocking games I've ever seen in my entire life because Georgia State was two and ten last year. Not even a good FCS team. They're they're not yes they're in the Sun Belt but anyways not even a good FBS team yeah not even Georgia State no not no even a good exactly they they weren't even good they were last two year two and nine exactly their only two wins last year were against Kennesaw State Kennesaw State is a powerhouse in the FCS <laughs> okay <laughs> in the FCS I mean granted I'm just kidding anyway but you're right and who else did they beat ah. Uh, I feel like the other team. I think the other team they beat was, um, dang, I can't remember. I, it might have been Texas State. <laughs> Somebody not worth mentioning. It, yeah, not worth mentioning. Nothing. Okay, so on the first play of Tennessee, on the first play of the game, it already went down south. First play, Jared, Jared uh, Garantano throws to his halfback. Throws a check down to his halfback, bobbles the ball, and it's a fumble. And Georgia State recovers it on the first play of the game, recovered by linebacker Ed Kearney. I feel like Tennessee is very similar to South Carolina right now. Because they always make bad decisions with the football? Just that in there, you know, it's like those teams that's constantly underperforming. And Garantano and Jake Bentley are kind of, they're kind of like the same dude, right? Everyone has these really high hopes for how they're going to perform, but they never really quite stack up to it. Mm -hmm. It was insane agreed speaking of south carolina let's talk about uh (laughs) so we're done with tennessee right i mean just to close that out i think that's the worst power five loss since michigan lost to app state that that was georgia state's first win against a power five team in history i actually think that loss is worse was good and tennessee's really not good yet but still it's a horrible loss oh okay okay well Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think this is all because Tennessee is bad. I I think this also has something to do with 
Georgia State improving. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm not taking credit away from Georgia State. No, I, that it's was just, a, there's just no way Tennessee should lose to them. No, at honestly, Rocky Top. Yeah, honestly, like you can be the worst SEC team in the country, but honestly, if you if you're a Group of Five team and you still win, it's a good win. You just beat an SEC team. So no question, you should win that game. So, All right, South Carolina, North Carolina. You were gonna say, okay, um. Jake Bentley just being Jake Bentley, being inconsistent as always, uh, threw two picks in his last two drives of the game, and they were up 20 to 9 in the fourth quarter. 20 to 9 in the fourth quarter. It's fourth and one, and they're on, I can't remember, the but North it was midfield. Yeah. And, and they're, they punt the ball. Right, they're playing the odds at this point because North Carolina really hasn't done much offensively. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell, the true freshman, takes North Carolina on a 98-yard scoring drive. South Carolina busts the next drive. Sam Howell put, puts together a 96-yard scoring drive, and then I think the worst part out of all this is the last four possessions for South Carolina all happened inside the 50, and they couldn't do anything with it. And Jake Bentley throws two picks the last two possessions. Agreed. Atrocious. Agreed. South Carolina fans were retching on themselves after that game. Honestly. And Jake Bentley broke his foot. And honestly, <laughs> here's how I heard it happen. I heard he broke his foot on the last play of the game after he made the ta- after he tackled uh North Carolina player that picked the ball off. But then as if that wasn't bad enough, he goes in the locker room and he kicks the locker with his broken foot. Did he really? Yes. I didn't hear that. <laughs> hey, at least he connected on that. On a, at least, <laughs> yes, at least he made a connection there. He was able to make a connection there. He was not able to make connections on on passes that could have won the game. And he had a wide open, the second to the last drive, he had a wide open Shy Smith. Honestly. And he just oh, I mean, he overthrows him literally, by three yards. The guy, Shy Smith had three steps on the safety. And he throws it way behind him. It was horrible. And then somehow, through the grace of God, South Carolina gets the ball back with one more shot. And literally on the first play, it's like, zoop, pick, thank you very much. We're South done. Carolina fans were probably punching air at the time. South Carolina fans were brutal on the postgame show. Well, um, well, since we're going to talk about uh, brutal, let's talk about um, Willie Taggart and his amazing <laughs> performance against the Broncos of Boise State. How A about 15, that tomahawk chop? You're leading 31-16 to at halftime. And Boise State comes back and wins the game 36 to 31. Yes. Now, here's what I will tell you. I told last week that Boise State had offensive weapons, John Hightower and C.T. Thomas. I told you they have to watch out for them. And they made big impacts in that game. They also had impacts on the running game. Boise State was getting like six yards almost every run. I was going to say, Boise State rushed for. Over 200 yards against FSU. Against Florida State. This is a team that's supposed to have a great running defense. And Florida State looked really good in the first half. Yeah, they looked like they would actually be decent. They came out and looked, they looked better in the first half than they looked the entire year last year. Like they looked like they actually had been coached. They were ready to go. And I I promise you, even though Florida State's not the Florida State of old, a lot of people still think they are. They still think of themselves like this perennial power. I promise you, they got to halftime. They thought they were rolling. Everybody on that team kind of started kicking their heels up, and Florida State came and punched, or excuse me, Boise punched them in the mouth in the second half. Agreed, agreed. I, I honestly, we, I will never know what happened there. Well, they have a chance to uh, redeem themselves against Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> 
Uh, this is redemption week for a lot of teams. Honestly, South Carolina is going to redeem themselves against Charleston Southern. Yes, Charleston <laughs> the Southern. perennial power. Who is also coming off a loss. <laughs> Charleston Southern is also coming off yeah. a loss, so this should be interesting. Uh, you, how about the Missouri loss to Wyoming? I don't even know what Another to say about that. Another loser. To be honest. Honestly, like I think that was the same thing as Tennessee. We have we. I think it was both of Missouri's looking not too great, and Wyoming's improving. Kelly but. Bryant had had a career high against Wyoming. No, yeah, career. I mean, Ky, career Kelly was Kelly wasn't bad. He didn't no, play bad, but it was kind of like. Um, I want to say he he was like thirty eight of forty something and threw for over four hundred yards passing. That's I good, mean, insane. I mean, that, that yeah, that's amazing. But it was kind of like I saw. I can't remember who described it like this, but it was described like empty calories because <laughs> it really didn't do anything to help them in that game. I mm-hmm. mean, so Missouri goes, and the probably one of the biggest disappointments is Missouri. Everyone thought, including me, that they're going to be a lot better this year. I honestly thought they and would. Then they be go a, lose to Wyoming. I thought they would they would compete for the SEC East, but. Okay, so losers of the week. That's that's. I mean, that was a lot of big games that shouldn't. A lot of teams that lost that shouldn't have. Who are oh, the winners of the week? Well, there's one more loser. One? Who, there's who one else? more loser. Okay, I wasn't able to watch the game because it wasn't on TV. But Western Kentucky losing their opener to Central Arkansas at home. The Hilltoppers. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Should they even be an FBS team anymore? Like, can we just like make them go back down to the FCS? They should be. I mean, honestly, when I was coaching at in Ohio Valley Conference at Murray, it was always us and Western Kentucky and competing for it. And that was Willie Taggart was the quarterback then. Oh my! That's how old I am. But yeah, I can't believe they're in. The, and they used to go like they were the team that kind of could knock you off when they went and played Division One teams. Now they're now an FBS team, team and they're getting knocked off. Struggling to beat FCS Arkansas. teams. Ugh. All right, so let's talk Circle about circle of win- life in college football. Exactly. Let's talk about winners of the week. Um, okay, now I honestly think Auburn is a big winner. Bo Nix, what a debut! The guy was a stud. I mean, what else? What can you say about him? The Auburn defense really came up clutch in the second half. Defense played well. Bo Nix, you know, comes out and and puts a game-winning drive together, right? bobbling I mean. touchdown catch, <laughs> and that wasn't even bad coverage by the no, Oregon by the good. Oregon reco- by the Oregon corner. That was just like an even better play by the receiver. Yep, and Gus Malzahn manages to to keep the Wolves at bay after Week One because I think if he would have lost that game, oh, even, even though it's been. a primetime game and Oregon's a really good football team. Like Oregon needed to start strong out of the gate for Malzahn, just just to keep the people off of his heels, right? I mean, that was a difficult. I think a great win for them. And yeah, I think that was a great win for uh, Malzahn and just the entire Auburn team. I think yeah. that's that that made a statement. I think another winner of the week was North Carolina. Um, yeah, Sam Howell really impressed some people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I as much as I'm sitting here slamming on, you know, South Carolina, it wasn't like South Carolina didn't play well. But at the same time, I was really impressed by the way Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator at North Carolina, ran that game. They, they had uh, North Carolina was in the red zone inside the 10 two different times in the first half, and he never threw the ball, right? He was, he was trying to make sure that he didn't put Sam Howell in a position where he could potentially you know lose the game. He was young. He didn't want to put the game in his hands. Both times they ended up walking away with field goals because they couldn't run it in at that point. Mm-hmm. 
Then when they got to the point in the game where they had to put the the game in his hands just because it was 20 to 9, time was running out. He he made two unbelievable throws on those last two drives that they scored on. One was down the right sideline and it, and the other one was the second drive was for the touchdown and both of them were literally, I mean, they were gorgeous right over the outside shoulder right on the sideline, into good coverage, but they were in a place where the defender couldn't make a play on the ball. And I'm sitting here going, this guy's a true freshman dropping dimes like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff we want to see Jake Bentley do. Agreed. <laughs> that nobody can get, they, he can't do as a well, Let's hope we can senior. see Ryan Holinsky do it. <laughs> yeah. Because... So the South, South Carolina fans, I, I hate, I mean, this is the reality. Everyone was calling for Bentley's head after the game. The fact that he hurt his foot is the greatest gift that Will Muschamp ever got. This is Christmas come early because he doesn't have to pull his favorite player. He doesn't have to bench or even you know say, hey, I'm going to open a quarterback controversy. Jake just gets to go sit down, nurse his foot, and, and the world gets to see whether Holinsky can be a player or not. And if he comes in and he's a stud, then everybody's going to be happy. And if he comes in and stinks it up, then you know Muschamp doesn't have that sitting on his on his back. But North Carolina played really well they were i thought they were a winner this week too who else did you like agreed i i agree with that um yeah charleston southern they play on this week and uh they're coming off a loss to Furman. Furman beat them 46 to 13 and Furman travels to atlanta this weekend to play georgia state so you're liking Furman? you're excited about Furman right now i'm not saying Furman's gonna win but i think this that they could it's kind of funny how like Georgia State and Furman are coming off of big wins facing each other, and then <laughs> Charleston oh, Southern point. and South Carolina are coming off embarrassing <laughs> wins facing each other. So Furman and is going to play Georgia State, and where are they playing? Uh, they will be playing at in Atlanta, but Furman defeated Charleston Southern forty six to thirteen. All right, so a pretty convincing win for the Paladins. Um, so another winning team for this weekend. Uh. It, one of the most underrated games of, from the weekend, I believe, was um, <clears throat> Friday night, Utah State versus Wake Forest. The Utes. Wake Forest pulling off the win. Crazy. I know. You told me about that earlier. You it, said Wake Forest was It was insane. insane. Because, I didn't watch that game. No, because Utah, State, U- Utah, um, Utah State's offense was going insane. They were running all over the field. They were doing amazing. It was 35 to 31, and Utah State was trying to run the clock out. And then um, Wake Forest puts a stop, a turnover on downs. And I, I don't know why they decided to go for it when you're leading. I think they were in Wake Forest territory, which was even worse. And then after that, uh, after that stop by the Wake Forest defense, the Demon Deacons drove down the field. And then they got to the Utah State three-yard line. And then they ran the ball three times. Got stuffed each time by the Utah State defense. And so then you're you're at fourth and goal. You've got no timeouts left. And you Sam Hartman, quarterback for Wake Forest, pulls back, throws the ball, and the receiver is covered well. Makes a bobbling catch. To score the touchdown to put the Demon Deacons ahead with just over a minute. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To go 38 to 35, Utah State needs to score. Quarterback Jordan Love drives the Aggies down the field, third down, throws the ball, and throws it towards his receiver, and the receiver drops the ball because he gets hit in the head, a targeting call by the Wake Forest defense. And everyone's thinking, oh my gosh, Utah State is going to come back and win. But just when everybody was thinking that the fat lady was singing, (laughs) Utah State... (laughs) Just goes, Jordan Love just goes and throws a pick and gives Wake Forest the miracle win. Now, why I think this is a a big win for the Wake Forest, for the Demon Deacons, is because they're not going to face an offense of that caliber uh, throughout the rest of the year, because, besides Clemson at least. So I feel like that Wake Forest, that was a big win for Wake Forest, and I feel like they'll be able to get to a bowl game. You're calling a bowl game for Wake Forest right now? Yeah. All right, that's legit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that though. I'm not saying they'll be like ten and three, but I think they can get to six wins. Okay. So is that the winners? Anybody else you got that you were excited about this week, or is that kind of it? Um, that's, uh, that's kind of the ones that are jumping out at me. But yeah, well, what about Cincinnati? I mean, I think. Oh I, yeah, since well, I mean, I picked them. I picked just them to pat to myself UCLA on the back well. and hurt my my elbow. But when we were talking about that game, I picked Cincinnati to win. Yeah, it was a, it was a, that was my feel good pick. I didn't yeah, think on, they were going to win, but I, I, I was hoping they were going to win. Honestly, all right. But they looked pretty darn good. They I mean, did. They didn't look like just. It wasn't just UCLA was bad. I thought Cincinnati looked pretty good. Honestly, and they go to face another big, big test this weekend when they travel to Columbus, Ohio, to face the fifth ranked Buckeyes. Speaking of the fifth ranked Buckeyes. What about your boy Justin Fields? Um, What'd you okay. think about him last week? Big transfer from Georgia up to OSU, and everybody's kind of the big talk was okay. You know, is he going to be able to do it as as the you know QB one? Well, well, here's the thing. Okay, Ohio State looked unstoppable. They scored 28 points in the first quarter alone, but then like as the game went on, Ohio State didn't look as explosive. FAU outscored Ohio State in the second half. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ohio State won the game. It wasn't close. But they won 45-21. to 21. So they I, mean, also, I mean, they did start rotating some guys in. I mean, they didn't do that as much until the second half. But, agreed. But they were rotating some guys in. And I do think there's a natural tendency just by players that once you get ahead by four or five touchdowns, you don't, you, they just you don't, kinda they let up a little bit. They're agreed. not playing with the same level of, of intensity that they do at the beginning of the game agreed. in a lot of situations. I agree with that. Um what other portal um I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but uh you know, of the guys that we kind of talked about a little bit on the transfer portal, um Jalen Hurts put on a show against yeah, Houston. I was gonna say anybody else jump out at you from Jalen Hurts last couple of weeks. Think of a listen to this. Jalen Hurts was twenty for twenty three in passing against Houston. Only three incomplete passes the entire game. That's pretty sick. That that that's really impressive in my opinion. What's and, I have what did Brandon Wimbush do down at UCF? Uh, do? UCF had a pretty convincing win. I mean it was F FM uh 
FAMU, but still, they won. Did you see his stats or not? Uh, I did see a video of him pass, uh, passing for a touchdown, but I didn't really see any stats. I gotcha. Uh, but they had a convincing win, like 77 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, those are the two guys that I kind of that jumped out at me from the portal. The guys that made big moves in the mm-hmm. offseason were Hurts and Fields, and they both played really well. I think um, Hurts got tested a little bit more against Houston. I'll, I'll be interesting to see how Fields plays when he actually gets tested. Remember Ben Hicks from, uh, no, wait, no, uh, Ty Story, I believe, tran- transferring from Arkansas to SMU. Yeah, how'd he do? Uh, SMU went to defeat Arkansas State, which is actually, I think this is a pretty big win because Arkansas State's been one of those group of five uh, teams that's been, like, really good. Uh, they've they've been the team, they've been the only team since the, in this decade that has made a bowl game every year, and they've made it to their conference championship five years out of the, through that time. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a pretty. I think that's pretty good. And for Ty Story to go to SMU and make that, and keep in mind the game was at Arkansas State, so it was on the road too. So he goes to a really solid Arkansas State team and defeats them. And I think that was a good way to start his career at the Mustangs. Okay, so busy week in college football last week. Agreed. Now, what's this week look like? Okay, honestly. A game I'm really excited for. Again, I'm I'm kind of excited to see Cincinnati and um Ohio State because we saw what Ohio State could do against FAU, but FAU was not nearly as good as Cincinnati. FAU is no. So that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, okay, what's Justin Fields going to do when he sees a real defense? And I think Cincinnati is good on defense. Oh, no question. They held UCLA to only two touchdowns. So what's I don't know what the line is on that game. Have you looked at the line? I have not. I have not. So what's your prediction on that one? I think Ohio State pulls out the win, but I don't think they blow them out. I think it's a close game, and I think Ohio State's defense surprises some people, and I'm going to pre- I'm going to predict that. Here it comes. Light this down, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Is this going to be like the highlight part of the broadcast? Is this going <laughs> to be the down. highlight part? Okay. Kale Wilson picks. My prediction, Ohio State wins 24 to 14. Really? Okay. Here's I'm going out on a limb. Oh you ready my. for this? Oh, this should be interesting. Justin Fields throws two picks. Cincinnati wins in an upset. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't believe it, but I want it to happen. Oh my. <laughs> is, is that that is that, that Michigan blood from <laughs> Is that you being from Michigan? Does that play any part of I it? I got friends at Cincinnati. <laughs> Mike Denbrock's a buddy of mine. Oh, He's the uh-huh, yeah, sure. I'm being a homer right now. I'm a oh, Cincinnati sure. homer right now. Hey, somebody <laughs> in this country has to pull for Cincinnati. Oh, don't be getting, don't get me wrong. I'm pulling for Cincinnati. I'm not an Ohio Everyone's State Everyone's an Ohio State I homer love seeing in, upsets. You know, in this country. So. I just don't think it'll happen. So LSU-Texas, that's kind of like one of the big marquee games of the week. And that's, I think that one's interesting. Because these are two teams that just a few years ago were just were both really underperforming. People agreed. were like, "Okay, why do we suck?" Well, um, you know. And now you got them two teams who could both. I know this sounds insane, but both could potentially be in the playoff picture. Oh, I totally know? agree with you. I can see got, Texas and LSU making the playoff. Yeah, and I think right now LSU's favored by five and a half. I'm excited to see this game because LSU's always been known for having one of those elite defenses in college football, and 
Texas has lots of offensive weapons, like with Sam Ellinger. They've got Colin Johnson and Lil Jordan Humphrey, and I think it's it'll be really exciting to see them go against uh, Grant Delpit in that Tigers defense. Yeah, I mean, Texas only has six full-time starters coming back, mm-hmm. but they've got a lot of guys who had playing experience, and like you said, Sam Ellinger's uh, a quarterback with experience. I think he's really kind of embraced the system. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you look at LSU, this is the first time that I've seen an LSU offense uh, and an LSU quarterback in Joe Burrow, who actually looks like a legit top 10 quarterback. I mean, usually LSU is like amazing on defense, good running game, underperforming quarterback. Agreed. Not the case. So it's going to be an interesting game to watch because it's the first time LSU, I think, has had a legitimate offense with a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes and and can actually win you games in the last uh, since i can remember agreed agreed okay Uh, so that one's an exciting one who we got after that that you're fired up about this week that's the uh, other big game is texas a&m at clemson that's right clemson's biggest test this season dude how take a guess at how much who's favored and by how much clemson's favored clemson is favored what's the line 17 points did you know that? Yeah. yeah. 17 and a half. Like, I don't... I, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't see them being a set. Like, Clemson's good, but I also think A&M's good. Uh, I think Kellen Mond played really well last week, and I think he's gotten a ton better. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's had two really good recruiting classes since he's come in there. I agree. Um I think A&M is, is going to be one of the top teams in the SEC in the next couple of years. I don't know how this is a 17-and-a-half game. You think it's going to be close again like uh, it was last year? I think year? it's going to be a close football game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't see Clemson blowing them out. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw two picks last week. Against Georgia Tech. Against an average Georgia Tech defense. Who might make a bowl game. Georgia Tech might right. make a bowl game. I promise game. you, A&M is going to be twice as good as them on defense. I agree. And a heck of a lot better on offense, which means that Clemson's going to feel a little bit more pressure on the offensive side of the ball. It's not going to just be, hey, we'll score and don't have Agreed. to worry about you. I just don't see that being a 17.5 point game. Where, where are they playing that? Clemson. Okay, so Let's that helps it. a little bit in terms of why they're favored. But <clears throat> I don't know. I think that's going to be uh, – I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, West Virginia, Missouri. I uh, think that's going to be an interesting game. Who's going to suck more? <laughs> because well, West Virginia barely beat James Madison. But they're favored by 14. West Virginia? Or excuse me, they're laying 14. Oh, my. Hold on. West Virginia plus 14 at Missouri. So, yeah, they're favored. It's at um, Missouri? Yeah. I have Missouri winning. <laughs> so, Missouri's laying... Or sorry. Missouri's favored... And they're laying 14 points to West Virginia. So Wyoming has no problem with FCS so I guess teams. They think, so obviously, like, if Missouri goes and loses to Wyoming, West Virginia almost loses to James Madison. It's the battle of which one of us is going to be a bigger underachiever this year. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, BYU at Tennessee. Cougs for the upset. <laughs> Tennessee's only given three and a half. The Voltards will by, lose. It's at Tennessee, and they're only favored by a little bit more than a field goal. Oh my, no, I have I have BYU and the Mighty Mormons winning it all. Uh, I'm pulling for the Mighty Mormons. Yes, uh, I'm I'm hoping that the BYU Mighty Mormons will go them. into Knoxville and defeat the Voltards to make them zero and two. 
Uh, what else do you like this week? Uh, uh, USC plays Stanford. Yeah. And USC just lost their starting quarterback, who, JT Daniels, right. who tore his ACL and his meniscus and is out for the entire year. Out for the year. entire year. <clears throat> so that'll be an interesting turn of events. Um, I think that that's one of those ones where um, I, I really think USC was on the path to being pretty good. Yeah, until but that happens now. I mean, you lose that guy, and now you got to put in a new an, a, right. a freshman in uh, Arkansas at Ole Miss. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Here we go, another. Who's gonna suck more? The pigs of the SEC rolling around in the mud. Literally, Arkansas. Get it? Arkansas pig. coming off a <laughs> seven win, a seven point win against Portland State, and um, you got. Ole Miss, who just lost to Memphis. Yes, I know it. It's going to be well. I think the the you I know, think college game day is going to be there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. <laughs> well, I think the Clemson A and M game, the LSU Texas game are the ones that everybody's interested in this week. This is not an amazing week for college football, but it will have. But it has its games. It's got a few. Yeah, it's got its games. Most teams are playing. You Cup know, the redheaded teams. stepchild. You know, the, and I can say that because I'm a redhead. So <laughs> if you're out there and you're like, oh, no, pick on the redheads. I'm picking on myself, right? So, like, loosen up. Quit being such a wimp. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, most teams are beating on the red-headed stepchild this week. Uh, and there's a few good games, which we just talked about. Um, but it's a hey, week one was oh, interesting. there is Lots one more losses. game I have to talk about that I believe will catch everyone's attention. Okay. Coastal Carolina. Versus. playing, Traveling to Lawrence, Kansas to face the Jayhawks. Yeah, the the only reason that will excite me is because I like watching Les Miles because the Mad Hatter is hilarious. Yes, who will get more frustrated at their team? Because Coastal's coming off a loss to Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Eastern Michigan's going to face Kentucky. Who's not very good. Kentucky just had a problem with Toledo. And Eastern Michigan came off. I told you last week, Kentucky's going to be the team that won 10 <clears throat> last year and is going to be lucky to win five this year. They may be. They may take one of the biggest turns in the off season. I agree for the worst. Okay. So, so all right. So I guess we'll see how the battle of Kansas goes in Lawrence with yes, Kansas and Coastal. The Shawna Clears versus the, the Jayhawks and the Jayhawks. Rock chalk Jayhawk. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's a good week in college football. I think we're all looking forward to it. Agreed. Uh, I think I think everyone's looking forward to a college football <laughs> Saturday. That's exactly right. So button yourselves down. Don't forget. Uh, you can catch this podcast. I, I put it on my account. Kale puts it on. So it will be, you'll be able to uh, access it. Access the link through Kale's account on Instagram, which is at Savage, Savage College, College Football. Football. And that's with an underscore. So at Savage underscore College underscore Football. Football. And then I always post it on my Twitter account, which is at Coach Eric Wilson. Um, and. For another week in college football, we're all getting excited, and we'll see you back here next week. Saturdays are for the boys. Saturdays are for the boys. Don't forget. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.